Thanks for joining us today here on the Tripod Mom podcast. We're going to be interviewing a new mom today as part of our new series called Birth Stories. Listen in. We hope you'll enjoy it. jumping on today. I know that we've talked about what we're going to be sharing tonight amongst ourselves before, but I think that there's something just really intriguing when it comes to birth stories and especially like as an expectant mother or if you've had children already and know what the experience is like, um, you are interested in knowing like, well, what was your experience like and what, you know, what happened to you? So I definitely want to just share that with our listeners tonight in case they might not know what the experience is. Maybe they're a new mom and they're like, I don't know what to expect. I'm getting 50 different stories from 50 different people. Like, yeah, tell us what was your story. And and again, um, in case, because I don't think I introduced you, Anne is a good friend of my husband and mine. Um, we've know I've known her for just about seven years since I uh, about the time that I started after dating my husband, like not yeah. immediately, but you know, sometime after I met Anne. And but she's known my husband Montel for many years. You guys grew up in the same neighborhood, and yeah. you guys know each other well. In fact, he calls you his cousin, and I just oh, yeah. recently adopted that name to you recently. Oh yeah, we're cousins. <laughs> yep, yep. So, um, but yeah, and why don't you take it from here and just and tell us about your birth story, like from from the time it was time to go. When did you know it was time to go? Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> me and my husband were doing online and birthing classes and we actually had finished one the night before. So everything that I learned in that birthing class, it was like the minute I felt those contractions, I knew it. I said, okay, this, this is it. This is when it's time to go because I felt them before, but they were just Braxton Hicks. And from what I learned in that class, I knew that, okay, these aren't the real thing. I mean, if I'm not, if I'm able to just, you know, hang out and laugh and still, you know, cook and just be normal. And, you know, the contractions are just a small interruption. I knew, okay, it's not time to go yet. Yeah. I was waiting until the last minute. Yeah. Finally, you know, three in the morning. uh, This was on a Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, three in the morning. um, They were just back to back every three minutes. They wouldn't stop. And by that time I said, okay, I, I believe it's time to go. Yeah. And I had told you too about that. I was like, just wait as long as you can to go to the hospital. Because with my experience with our oldest son, um, TJ, he, I went to the hospital twice and they sent me home. I I had it progressed enough. And by the third time I went to the hospital, I was in tears. I was like, thank you. When they told me that they were going to admit me because I was just done. I was ready. So yeah. Yeah. Good thing that you waited. I took, I took your advice. I mean, they, they let me know in the birthing classes, you know, what's active labor versus, you know, non-active labor. And then when you told me you got refused twice, I was like, all right, no, I don't want to go to the hospital and then have to come back home. So Ginger said, just wait it out. Yeah. (laughs) I waited and waited until finally, and even my doctor told me when they're five minutes apart, I should go in, but I waited until they were three minutes apart, two and a half minutes apart. And finally, We got ready. Oh yeah. We got ready. I took a shower. We got the bag and we got to the hospital about 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. And uh, when we got there, we had to wait in triage because of course COVID, they had to do a COVID test on me. So 
waiting for those results, the contractions slowed down. And that happened to me too with this last one. Seven, eight minutes apart. And like, then you're afraid, like, oh my gosh, they're gonna send me home. Exactly. I was <laughs> like, no, no, we came too soon. But I mean, I all the signs were there. But while we're waiting for triage and waiting for my COVID test to come back, it's like the contraction stopped. Oh man. So as we're waiting, I'm thinking, well, I mean, we're here now. So I <laughs> let's just wait. Uh, COVID test and then let them check me and see, you know, and then maybe they will send me back home, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And sure enough, um, I passed the COVID test. They, they checked me. I was dilated five centimeters. So they said, okay, you're dilated five centimeters. Let's keep you. But by then the contractions were few and far between. So I was a little bummed out about that, but they said, it's okay. You know, they put me in different positions. And of course they asked me, did I want an epidural? Did I want Pitocin? And um, me and my husband's plan was to do this all natural, no um, interventions, no medicine. So we just denied it all and we waited. Okay. We waited and the contractions were, um, there just weren't consistent that entire day Sunday that we were in the hospital. Oh gosh. I know. And by that time I'm already hooked up and I'm already in the hospital. You know, they uh, checked me again at the end of that Sunday night and I was dilated six and a half centimeters. So you were progressing a little bit. Something was happening, but a little bit, but it just wasn't what I thought. I really thought I was in, you know, active labor every two minutes and then it slowed down. Did they ever talk to you about inducing you? Yes, they did. What was your response to that? It was no to everything that they talked to me about. Yeah, I was just like, I want this to happen as natural as possible. That was my plan and I was sticking to it. So were they pressuring you, you felt, or did they, um, did they respect your wishes? Well, I feel like because um, I was there for so long, I was dealing with different nurses after each shift. And of course, each one would come in and they would ask me, you know, again. Same thing. No, no. You know, it's like they weren't communicating with each other. So I had to keep denying the new shift. Then, you know, I don't want this. I want this to be natural. Um, so now we are, we've come to Monday morning. It's been 24 hours. Uh, contractions are picking up. Things are looking good. I'm, I'm dilated um, about eight centimeters. Nice. So I'm like, this is, this is happening. I have this amazing nurse, Diane. She was amazing. She's like, we're going to have this baby. I'm going to, I get off work at 7 p.m. tonight. You're going to have this baby by the time I'm off of work. So we're, we're excited. She's putting me in positions. She's putting me on a birthing ball. She's like, you're going to do this all natural. She's, she was so supportive. Amazing, amazing. Nurse. It's good when you have that good support team. Cause when you have somebody that's just in there waiting to clock out. Oh yeah. Oh, later for that. But good. She, okay. She was amazing. She had other people that she, other um, patients, of course she was with, but she was always seems like she was in a rush to get back to me. She'll be like, I'll be right back. And then she'd come back to me. Okay, let's try this position. She had me, I mean, in the most crazy positions, nothing that I learned in my um, birthing class. Yeah. Um, she, but she's 30 years a nurse. I mean, she, she was, she's an OG. She's an original. She was giving me all the classics. So, nice. so you're eight and a half centimeters. What happens and next? Half, and then, um, well, I mean, I stayed at that for the rest of that day. I mean, and we tried, we did everything. And I still have not had any medication, nothing at all, all natural still. Um, and I used all of the birthing techniques for my birthing class, me and my husband did. Uh, he was a rock star. He was my uh, birthing coach, my midwife, my doula, my husband. He was it all. He was, he was amazing. Bless his heart. Oh my gosh. He was right there by my side every step of the way. I mean, all those breathing techniques, 
in my head were out the window, but he yeah. would remind me. He'd be okay. like, okay, oh, remember, let's breathe like this. And okay, let's count one, two, and then inhale. And he remembered everything. And in the moment, you do forget. Oh, I forgot it all. You okay. know, um, when I <laughs> was in labor with our third child, Montana, up until the time that I had to push, I was pushing. And then I told the nurse, I said, this is not working. I said, yeah. I need you to tell me what to do. And then she kind of refreshed my memory. And I was like, okay, let's go. And you would think that because I had done it two other times, like I would be a pro. And it's like, oh, no, man. in the moment, you're just like, get it out. Like, I don't, I can't think of anything else. Like what, what more do you do? So, okay. So then yeah. I, let's see what, what happened. Eventually you're pushing. Well, or... We, we hit, uh, it was seven o'clock. Nurse Diane had to go and I hadn't, I hadn't made it yet. And she was just so sad. She said she would have stayed with me, but she had to go. She had someone coming in from out of town and she had to spend time with them. So she had to go, or she said she would have stayed. So we had another nurse come in. Of course, they're telling me again, you know, that we're going to try everything, but do you, do you want Pitocin? That would speed up the contractions. No, I don't want, I don't want the Pitocin. That's the devil. Pitocin makes the contractions 10 times harder. Terrible. Don't progress. Then of course, the next step would then be C-section or giving me an epidural. So I just kept saying, no, I, I really want to do this. But here we're coming up on, you know, a day and a half now. So but we finally, I think even in the middle of the night, this is now, Monday night, middle of the night, we, I finally got to nine and a half centimeters. It was a half a centimeter to go, but I just, it just wouldn't go to 10, wouldn't go to 10. We kept. Now, were they down there messing with you, trying to Oh, they were it? doing it all. They were doing it all. They were, they were trying to like, you know. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they're getting a little happen. creative. They were, they were trying to make it happen, basically, like get that half a centimeter down. And uh, I think about three in the morning. Now this is, this is Monday night, but oh, it's now Tuesday. Um, I finally hit ten centimeters. So, so how many hours was that from the time now, you got to the hospital um, to ten centimeters? 40, 45 hours. Oh, Jesus. Almost, uh, 48 hours because I got there Sunday morning at 6 a.m. and it's now 3 a.m. on um, Tuesday at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. So um, we finally got to 10 and by then I am exhausted because I've, you know, a natural labor, those contractions, breathing, trying to sleep between contractions. I'm just pooped. But I got a, got new life in me when they told me, okay, you're at 10 centimeters. You can I'm thinking, I did it. I made it to 10 centimeters, no medicine. Um, we're about to start pushing. Woo! I just, <laughs> man, I got all this energy, this life back in me. They propped my legs up. Let's start pushing. Yeah. And here I go, just pushing away, pushing away, pushing away. And they're telling me, we could see the head. We could see the head. He has hair. He has hair. And I'm just like, all right, this is, this is it. I, and I remember your uh, tip about, you know, how you know if you're really pushing or you're not pushing. Yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, I'm th- look, I'm thinking of you while I'm pushing. It's what was my tip? Your tip was if you feel like you have to poop, then you know that you know the baby's coming out. Yeah. So, oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you yeah. they you don't know that like you if you feel like you got to pee, that's wrong. Like even yeah. though the baby is coming out of that general mm-hmm. area, area, you don't push with those muscles. Yeah, I did tell you that. Yep. Yeah. So I was thinking of you, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is it. I can feel it. They, they say they see the hair, the baby has a full head of hair, um, but between, I'm pushing, of course, during the contraction, so between the contractions, he kept going back up, 
but he wasn't descending down after um, each contraction when I was pushing. Yeah. So they were trying to help it along, but it, he just was not descending. He kept going back up every single time the contraction was over. So, so how long did that last? Um, a couple hours of me trying to push and they even got me out of bed. They got, I got out of bed. They said, let's get you on the bouncing ball again. Let's get you walking around. Maybe let's let gravity, you know, take over. Maybe this will help him come. I'm like cringing just because that's a long time. Very, very long time. So we're like, I'm I'm on the bouncy ball and I'm walking around and we get back in bed. Um, By the third time of doing that same rotation, I looked at Vince, I looked at my husband and I said, I can't do it anymore. I just, I I knew that I was completely gassed. I had nothing left in me to push. I mean, when they told me to push, I knew that I wasn't doing anything. I was, it was all just in my head of just like, oh, but nothing was happening down there. (laughs) I was gassed out anymore. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm sure I'm telling you right now, I'm gassed. I cannot push anymore. And the nurses were like, are you sure? I mean, these nurses have been with me for so long. They're just like, you can do this. Come on. We, we see his head. Let's keep trying. And I was like, I'll keep trying. And the doctor came in. He's like, you know, we're coming up on, you know, 48 hours. If we can't get the baby out, we're, we're going to have to do C-section. Yeah. And I, of course I start bawling, crying because I feel, I felt like a failure. I felt like I made it, you know, almost 48 hours with no, you know, medication, all natural, and I just can't push him out, and I, I thought I reached the finish line when I hit 10 centimeters. Centimeters, yep. That wasn't it. That wasn't the finish line. I, I still had to push him out, and he just would not come down, um, so the doctor left. He said, you know, when I come back, it's, it's looking like we're going to do that, so the nurses, they were like, come on, let's just try one more time, you know, they really, before the doctor came back, they just, they wanted me to have this baby naturally so bad. They were amazing, yeah. Um, of course, I, I pushed. I, I did it because they were like, they were rooting for me. Yeah. And no baby. He just he would not descend down. He, he would start coming down as I was pushing. But then when the contraction was over, he would just go back up. Yeah. So you ended up having a cesarean yeah. unexpectedly after almost 48 hours yes. of labor <laughs> with no medication. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The doctor came back in and, and I looked at my husband and, and uh, I just, I cried the whole time too. My husband was just so supportive. He kept saying, it's okay. Like you did it. The nurses were like, it's okay. You did it. Don't worry, mama. You did it. You did everything that you could possibly do. They just, they were all three of them were so supportive. The two nurses and my husband, they, they just encouraged me because I was bawling, crying. Bawling. Yeah. Cause you feel defeated. You I feel did. like this is what my plan was. And yeah. I wanted to do this. Um, I remember feeling that way with uh, Solomon when we had him, because I didn't have any medication for the first birth with EJ, no epidural, no, no anything, even pain medication. And I always say I could have did 10 of those births. That was easy peasy. Like, I don't know, that kid just pretty much was like there and half, I reached 10 centimeters and he arrived. I was like, oh, this was not even that bad. But with Solomon, Jesus, what I I thought was, uh, I was like, I know I'm at 10. I said, check me, check me, I'm at 10. And they checked me and I was at four and a half. I said, oh, this is some bull. Where did I medic? I said, where the doctor at? Where that medication? I said, I'm not doing it because I was in so much pain already. So to go that far, girl, that that is amazing. So yeah. I know pretty much 
you went through the cesarean unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the doctor at the end tells you what? He just, he comes back in the room. Yeah. He says, okay, let's, let's will you in. You know, it's, it's, we're, this is what we're going to do. I knew at that time there was nothing more that I could do. I've done it all. I knew that I physically couldn't push anymore. So I knew, you know, I knew I was making the right decision, but I just looked at my husband because we had been praying. So I just looked at him and I said, but we prayed, you know, um, that, I just thought yeah. all I was that we prayed. So how come this didn't happen? We, we prayed, you know, and he just looked at me. He goes, even if it doesn't go the way we thought, like God is still with us. And I just, I just crying some more because I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. And he wills me in and my husband goes um, separate. He has to go get ready and dressed. And I know I was, I was so scared, so scared. And I didn't, he wasn't with me at the time. So I'm just, I kept saying, where's my husband? Where's my husband? I'm terrified of, because I didn't go into this thinking I was going to have a C-section. So I'm just afraid. And uh, finally he got in there and um, he was right by my side and they went ahead and and cut my son out of me. And of course, as soon as I heard his cry, oh, it was, man, that moment, words can't describe the joy that I felt inside hearing him cry, especially after that, you know, 48 hour journey. I had him at 626 AM on Tuesday morning and I went into the hospital at 630 AM Sunday morning. Yeah. The two day journey it took to, to hear that cry, man, I, I would do it all over again to feel that feeling when I heard him cry. Yeah. Cool. And then did the doctor say anything after that about why he did. He it was did. so difficult? He, he told, well, he did say, you know what, mom, I, I'm glad I didn't continue to have you push because your baby was um, facing sunny side up. So he wasn't faced the right way. He was, his head was down but his uh, face was facing my belly button versus facing my, um, my tailbone. Yeah. So he said, um, because of positioning, he just wasn't able to get down in, into the birth canal. So, and you would think that you're in the hospital and they could figure something like that out. But I, I don't know. I mean, I went through all that. And then to, I mean, I guess I am happy that he didn't like, let me continue to try to push him out. But I mean, at that point, I was so gassed anyway, I just physically couldn't, but I had more energy and he, and it's, he still didn't come out or maybe some complications could have happened if he got stuck in the birth canal, you just never know. So I am grateful that um, the doctor, you know, he did let me know that and made me feel a little bit more relief that, okay, I did make the right decision. And, and it was just position. There was nothing I could do. It was, it was the position of the baby. He just wouldn't come out. Yeah. Cause you did everything. Oh yeah. Wow. So (laughs) now here you are three months in or four months in? We are three months in. Yeah. Three months in with a little new first baby. How are you feeling now? How's your sleep? (laughs) What sleep? (laughs) Thank you. No, he, um, he actually just started sleeping about four to five hours, his first long stretch, which is amazing. It's, I mean, Anything over three hours at night right now is like, oh, thank you, Lord. This is yeah. great. He, uh, I'll wake up after four hours. He's still asleep. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited for it right now, but I have heard about that sleep regression. I'm thinking, well, gosh, I just got him to on a nice little pattern, you know, yeah. and so hopefully I, I get this for a little while. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll do an episode on sleep training. So that one um, you should listen for because it's, oh, it's definitely got its ups and downs. And right now um, we're in 
we're going through the sleep training again, because essentially I backslid in a couple of areas and got (laughs) comfortable with the baby. And I think she has also. So now I have to go back and like fix it, but pray for us because tonight is the first night that we are sleep training again, because I said, we are, we got to nip this in the bud real quick. So (laughs) um, how has your marriage been impacted since the baby? I like, I mean, tell us anything like, is it, is it a joy to be together with this little person or is it harder like what is it how is that because you were married one year only and you were pregnant in that first like right after that first year or right Um, in the first year married for five months and yeah yeah Yeah, it definitely um our our plan was to wait until we were married for one year before we started trying for our first child um nope five months later that (laughs) I uh, found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of weird because I feel like, I almost feel like our first year of marriage got put on hold because everything became about the pregnancy and about having this baby. And then now that we've had him, everything's about like taking care of him. So there is a part of me that's like, oh, you know, we only had that five months of marriage of just the Same. two you know, even though, of course, he wasn't born until after one year of marriage, but um, still so much was, you know, about the pregnancy and about uh, COVID and about, you know, just so much that happened. I almost, I feel like, you know, I don't know how long they say you're newlywed, but I feel like we're still newlyweds. Like we just, I feel like we just got married. Yeah, uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you I did. Really, I was I looking did. at the, yeah. I was looking at your pictures because your anniversary was uh, June. June, yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. only uh, November. So I somehow your pictures came up in my little feed or something. And I have yeah. one of them posted from your uh, photo booth in my room. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm like looking at you like, girl, that it wasn't that long ago. And, and here you are with your new sweet bundle of joy. That's so awesome. Um, you mentioned COVID. So Mm -hmm. here you are, but like three months pregnant or six, Uh, six months pregnant when you, six months Mm -hmm. pregnant when, you know, March came and everything in, we're in California, everything got shut down uh, pretty much. And what, how did that impact you? Like, were you afraid to like, you know, take some precautions or were you kind of like, ah, this is a fad and it's going to go away? In the beginning, I was like that. Oh, this is going to go away. You know, I was, I'm an essential worker. So I was still working. Nothing had really changed for me. Um, Once COVID hit mid-March, I was still working that, um, that month there from mid-March to mid-April. So life hadn't really changed for me. And then uh, going to my doctor's appointments, I guess the big thing that happened was Vince couldn't come to my appointments anymore. It was just myself, which was uh, a bit of a bummer, you know, especially for those ultrasound appointments. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so um, it it did affect me in in that aspect, but I just kept thinking, oh, it's going to go away. They even, even the nurses and doctors would tell me, oh, by July, you're fine. Your, Your due date's in July. Oh, this should be over by July. Well, and then July comes and here yeah. we are wondering if we're going to have to even leave the husbands at home, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I they're- to that, I kept asking my doctor, you know, every appointment, my husband can be in the room. Of course, she said, yes, he can be, but I had the plan of also having my mother in the room and she could not. So that's yeah. devastating for me because I truly, I wanted my mom to witness like her first grandchild come into this world. And 
that was really, really hard for me not to have my mom in the room with us. Uh, but, you know, uh, my husband, like I said, he was a rock star. He was, he was everything in that room. Uh, yeah, he had to be because he was the he only one. He was the only one. So he, he had to be every role for me. And, and he was that, but that really, that, that was the biggest part for me was just not having my mom in the room and not having Vince for the doctor's appointment. Uh, that affected me. I wasn't, I was never scared, never just scared. It just, it changed, um, the, the rest of my pregnancy really on even just us taking maternity photos or some of the things I wanted to do while pregnant before I had him, we couldn't do anymore. So it affected me in those ways. And even your baby shower, right? Because I know you had a baby shower. Did you end up having, you have one in person. Did you have any virtual ones or anything like that? Yeah, so I I had no virtual shower. I was just sent out invitations. uh, Well, more of like a birth announcement and also here's my registry. If you'd like to, you know, contribute to helping us welcome my baby. And, uh, but I did have a friend who told me, this is your first child. I want you to have a baby shower. It'll be small. It'll be in my backyard. It'll be outdoors. We can have tables six feet apart. If people don't feel comfortable coming, it's okay. Um, even if it's just us, we're celebrating you. And I just, I said, okay. <laughs> so we had a, a very small uh, baby shower with just a couple of my girlfriends and my mom and my sister and my granny. And um, it was outdoors. We were all, um, you know, six feet apart. Some people wore masks. You know, it was, so I did get to have a small celebration. That's good. That's awesome. I can say I do know how I did it. My my husband, honestly, I couldn't have done it without him. I, I, I'll tell the story over and over again, but really highlighting the fact that I could not have done it without him. He was, I see why women do hire midwives or doulas because you can't, if you want to do a natural birth, you can't do it alone. You need someone there to get you through it. And my husband, he took everything that we learned in our online birthing course and he truly implemented it. He reminded me of all the breathing techniques and everything that we learned, all the massage positions to help, you know, ease the pain. I mean, he just, he, he was a rock star. He, I couldn't have done it without him. He was the reason why I went to 10 centimeters for 48 hours, no medicine because of him. That's awesome. Well, kudos to Vince. Tell him <laughs> I said thank you because that, that's definitely helpful in those moments. So, all right, honey, I love you and I love will you. talk to you soon. Talk to you yeah, later, thank honey. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. We'll have to do it again. Definitely. Okay. Bye, bye. Anne. Thanks for listening today on The Tripod Mom. If you like today's episode, don't forget to subscribe share, and leave a review. That way we can reach more listeners with stories just like these. Thanks again.